Flex. I got. Is it bad that I have? I know all the lyrics to this song now. You already know. Yeah. What was with that knife in my back? Was with that. With that. That's my slap. Hey. No, slap. Hey. Hey. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Shout out Interlink. <laughs> So he sent this to you privately? Yeah, man. That's funny. Yeah, I see right there this track is private. So it's got two plays and they're both you. Yeah. And everybody here now. It's bumping. <laughs> Pretty good. It's a good Friday. Don't slap, hey. Oh my goodness, look at Otis. Look at this guy. Did you move the camera or something? No, dude. Because hey. why is he all of a sudden so hey. interested in it? Oh, you have treats sitting savage. right there. Oh. Well, that'll do it. Well, you can't be hey. surprised by that. <laughs> Throw some Relax, salmon buddy. right in front of the camera like he's going to go for it. <laughs> he knows. He remembers. He's going to slap. A. A. You got some build up here. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Trick me. <laughs> this is my imitation of like the okay 80 year old nono at the at the uh wedding or something like, yeah 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 just throws his cane away it's the barely moving you know it's like uh-huh, uh-huh. but he feels it though I mean, it just—it's unbelievable now. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> you got the remix, the house remix, the AI song. Oh man, it's a whole new realm. I mean, SoundCloud was already kind of like that. It was kind of unpoliced, and it was like it, that's kind of what made it cool. Sure. Is it didn't uh, appear to have the same restrictiveness. It was more free-flowing. Like, there was once upon a time where I was making music as well, but that was before SoundCloud, and I would have loved to have SoundCloud back when I was living that lifestyle Mm -hmm. because there's a community element to it. And actually, it's one of the ways that I bumped into some of the producers that I ended up using in the early days of Unbox Therapy as, like, backing tracks and stuff. All the stuff you still play right now, Mm -hmm. like... This is the way you can interact with people just kind of doing it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a place to post and a community atmosphere. YouTube is kind of like big and um, what, what do I want to say? Like cold, big and cold. SoundCloud's yeah. a little tighter and warmer as far. And I don't know. I'm sure there's all types of hate and stuff that goes on there too. But I remember 
the moment I'm 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 like listening to tracks and I'm seeing the fans with the comments mm. and a lot of it's other producers mm-hmm. themselves. Like imagine that feedback when you were trying to produce. Yeah. And all of a sudden you got all your other pals who are producers like, ah, oh, I like this right here. And it's lined up with particular moments. Like it's just there were a lot of good I say I, I'm saying in the past tense because I don't know why I'm kind of like scared for SoundCloud. I don't know what that's about. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nervous for SoundCloud in the future. I just like I know there's a bit of a business model there, but anyway, I don't think it has to be in the past tense. Hopefully, they they got their uh, they got the economics figured out. I don't know because yeah. I know you got a premium account, and I just hope it doesn't go the way of like Vimeo because Vimeo went in that kind of direction of premiumness and now what is vimeo go to vimeo i want to i want to see what's up with vimeo right now 2023 it's like it's like a thousand dollars a month video marketing platform video experience platform i i i I don't really know what's going on with it Uh video messages build a company video hub and then you see the plans and the pricing it's 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 complicated at vimeo This used to be an actual place where people were posting. And a real competitor at the time for for like a minute. Well, it felt like it for a minute. There was a time when we were talking about resolution and Vimeo came along and they were like, yeah, frame rates, pixels. And YouTube was like, excuse me, what? Mm-hmm. Excuse me, what? And they came and kind of squashed that a little bit. But it, they hung on for a while where the film types would still be putting their demo reels well and also their camera tests and stuff on there because you had different kind of compression but anyway now it's gonna cost you including the uh enterprise package with no no price listed Mm. (laughs) there's no free option no 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 you can't use it for free anymore it's uh just planned and they got you that's what i'm trying to get at is like it's so hard to figure out these business models. I know SoundCloud tried to go after podcasts and then try to figure out advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's so competitive out there and hard to figure out. I just really don't know how 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 the how you do it. Mm. But anyway, good luck to SoundCloud because I got like really fond memories. Yeah, I, I really do like them. I think there's, like you said, there's like a purity to it. Where it is about remixes and producing your own music and sharing it. You think AI could be a SoundCloud resurgence? If you you think about it, the other music-first sites like Spotify and Apple Music, they all got the cease and desist or whatever uh, lawyer notes. Mm. SoundCloud, you you can't really be policing these types. Uh-huh. It's just another one's going to pop so, up. And I know most like people Wild West. Most people just post that on on YouTube now, but with the community aspect and all this progression that's happening in AI, I'd be curious to see if it pops up over there. We should do some remixes, eh? I don't think about it. Yeah. Twitter begins removing legacy verified check marks. Uh begins or just like we, straight up did. They did yesterday. Straight up did, um, right? There are a lot of celebrities that uh are not too happy about it or just very confused. <laughs> Although, why? It's just a check mark. It's you know? weird. Like, it, I, don't, I don't really understand that. It is a weird psychology to it. The only way, Will, that I'm going with you is on the impersonation aspect. I don't, nobody likes to lose anything that they had. <laughs> like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> See you later. However, uh, 
I think in this case, oh, this that's kind of funny. You just make a laugh about it, make a joke about it. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a point to it. Oh, my yeah. Twitter account says I've subscribed to Twitter Blue. I haven't. So, yeah, um, Elon started paying for other blue check marks for celebrities <laughs> he's done it to three at this oh point. and were they all the ones that were critical yes oh my god so three um oh stephen king william shatner god. and lebron james lebron james <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, that is some next level troll this, that's way better than 69% funded CBC. That's that's a lot of control. Better than a fart joke. That is incredible. Yeah. Because they said, I'll never pay. I'll take a stand. Oh. And he's like, oh, he's like, you guys have lots of money. He's like, so do I. I'll just, I'll grab it for you. No problem. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll grab you a decade worth of uh, checkmark payments. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then they're sitting there like, hey, I don't want your charity, man. But there's nothing they can do. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now they want to take it off. What are you going to do? Start another account? Try to build up your follower base again? It is. I don't. It's a lot of his trolls, I'm not like I, they feel uh, just I, I, I don't know. Low hanging fruit or this. This right here. That's how you do it. You own the platform. That's how you do it right there. Like a weird, that's a Uno reverse card, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah that's the exactly. actual point of that. And then, and then Stephen King goes and says, my Twitter account says I've subscribed to Twitter Blue. I haven't. And Elon replies, you're welcome. Namaste. And, and the hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now they're all the recipients of his checkmark charity. Unbelievable stuff. It's heavy. Yeah. It's super. Well, did uh, LeBron respond or any of the other guys? Um, I don't think so. No, not, not right yet. Now, let me just double check here. Mm, probably pinned. No, nada. Wow, fifty-two million. Nada. Followers. That's what I mean. Like, is he gonna? T he has to start LeBron James two. LeBron James no check mark. LeBron James no Elon charity mode. Was uh, he? A of course, big, he's not gonna uh, do that. A big person on no check mark, not paying for it. Did he? I don't know that he was big on it. I think he just cracked a couple uh, jokes or whatever on it. Um, and and I think he said he wouldn't do it. He said they say goodbye to the check mark type of thing. What did William Shatner say? Or does he just get it just because? Oh, here we go. I am writing right side up for down under. No, he, he didn't. I don't think he replied to it directly. 13 hours ago. I don't know. He might not even know that. He's, like, <laughs> I wouldn't know, honestly, unless, unless. Someone tells you. Yeah, or unless I knew I had been vocal about. Uh, not having it, mm -hmm. I, and you if you're not following, if you're not checking up on it, like, I wouldn't even check up. I wouldn't even... It goes to show you how much I care about it, but I do think there is a, an argument from a, uh impersonation standpoint. Someone in the chat said, uh, <laughs> William Shatner said, thank you. Oh. So maybe... Uh, All right. 
So he was just down for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just didn't want to pay. <laughs> he was just like, like uh, $8 or whatever. Yeah. And what became like some sort of thing on principle, but. Yeah. Anyway, not a big deal. Are you going to subscribe? Unbox therapy or no? Well, we have that, it for Lou later. Well, so that's my point. My thing is I don't want people to get scammed. Okay. And if you don't have the check mark, there, then there's no thing really to tell them. Like, if you get a DM or a reply from an account that looks like mine, like, there's no way of telling them what to avoid. Very few people look at the handle, right? They just look at whatever the the title of the thing is. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I might do it just for that. I mean, for me, for $8 a month, if people, if it stops one person from getting scammed, because obviously in our space, there's like uh, quite the propensity for scammers to be involved. Sure. And they go, oh, you want the new phone that was just featured in that video. All you have to do is pay for shipping. I mean, I'll just tell you right now how these scams work. Because people hit me up after the fact that they're like, oh, is this you? And I'm like, no. And then the only thing I can say is, hey... Even if it was, if there was any correspondence, there would be a check mark beside it, at least on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of all you have. And it is weird to me that that element is now behind a paywall. It's like maybe if, maybe is there some kind of, maybe, I guess not. I guess otherwise, who would ever pay for it unless it had, he's trying to pump as much value as he can into this subscription. Yeah. And try to turn turn everybody over and get this bigger user base paying but also you know leveling the playing field by not having just like celebrities get verified check marks or anyone well it's easy to way. say you're leveling the playing field as you're cashing all the checks you're like hey i'm leveling yeah. the paying playing field for eight dollars well eight dollars doesn't sound like a lot but at scale it is at scale sure it, it's a pretty big deal i mean you think about you think about the things that you're willing to pay eight bucks a month for. It's not many. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, your subscriptions take you directly to a particular piece of content that wouldn't otherwise be unlocked. Mm -hmm. So for $8 a month for these kind of weird marginal things, like it doesn't even completely get rid of ads. It only partially gets rid of ads. Uh, Lee says, if you don't get the check mark, you won't populate in the for you on other people's feeds. And not HD video for large uploads. So, like, for sure I'm getting it. I have to get it. Mm -hmm. it, is a, it is a weird move. I don't know what the taste is in my mouth. It's kind of a weird move. It, you can imagine if it wasn't Twitter and it wasn't Elon and Mark tried to do this, Zuckerberg at Facebook. Fail. People would be like, yeah. are you nuts? It, it, he has, Elon has such tremendous influence uh, that it kind of sways people's perspective on things. But I, I don't know. The more things that people are telling me are hidden back behind this check mark at this point in terms of features, the more I'm a little... Hmm. You think the features are not there yet? There needs to be more of something? I think they got to just figure out some revenue. They got to figure out some revenue. And I think he's been pretty honest about that. He's basically saying I'd rather he's basically saying I'd rather you guys fund it than have us exclusively rely on advertisers because in 
the advertiser only model leaves us susceptible to those influences. We're just too fragile if we only have this one revenue stream. Yeah. As has been the case for Twitter in the past, they haven't been extremely profitable. And but we all know that these models of please just donate to us, public broadcasting or Patreon type things, they have difficult difficulty at scale. At scale, most people aren't going to do it. And so you try to find a figure, which is like weirdly a kind of a, a more direct way of funding the platform. Better for their business, but then presumably his argument is better for you too. And I'm talking outside of these features. Mm. The suggestion being that, hey, this enhances our company's capabilities mm -hmm. to do the things that, trust me, you want us to do. Yeah. But it's just, if you're not articulating all of that, then people just think it's a cash grab and go, I used to be able to do this thing and now I can't. Mm -hmm. And that's always a tough position to find yourself from a marketing perspective. Yeah. Lou Later, your account on Twitter still has a blue check mark. No, on the Lou Later Twitter account, uh, shout out Brian, on the Lou Later Twitter account, that's the paid thing, which I, t I enabled like as a test. When it, when it first came out, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, let's see how this works, how long it takes to get it. So that's a paid subscription. I was talking about on the Unbox Therapy account, which previously had a, a check mark, and as of today does not. Yeah. You understand? A lot of impersonators. Yeah, so now it's just anybody, if you don't, I mean, for now you can look at the handle if you're worried. And you're like, hey, is that Lou that messaged me or tweeted? But it's so so easy to spoof. I know. You know? I know. They put the zero instead of the O. I've yeah. seen it all, man. Over the years, I've seen it all. Yeah. You got to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful blast from SpaceX's Starship damages launch pad and wrecks a nearby minivan. Now you know why everyone is so far away during the launch. It's like, uh -huh. look at the scale of this blast. It looks like... Some equipment there, maybe a camera, but whoever was sort of set up over there looks to have evacuated and left the camera rolling, though. Uh-huh. I guess... Which is... actually does pretty well in terms of lack of damage. Well, it's whether or not it gets hit by debris. So the van definitely is getting hit by debris. The camera is a much smaller target, and it somehow looks like the, the, the debris misses it. But you can see these rocks hitting the... The van and the whole thing shaking over there. There's mm -hmm. a tremendous amount of power. Also, the shock wave. Is it the shock wave or is it like a piece of rock? I think it's some debris. It. I, I think it's absolutely some debris. At, at first, you see it, something launch out of there. Wham. See that? See that rock? It hits. Yeah, it goes so fast. It hits the back glass and just caves a chunk out of it. Watch the rock right here. Oh, yeah. Bam. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, whew, yeah, you need some clearance to get something like this done. Now, in the case of uh, this equipment, did these people know they were in the line of fire? Is everybody just trying to get as close as possible? I would assume this would be an off-limits area. The dramatic footage comes from Lab Padre's VR cam, which the popular YouTube channel placed uncomfortably close to the 469-foot-tall launch and catch tower. Cameras this close to the launch are controlled remotely as everyone must leave the area prior to launch for safety reasons. So 
the person themselves left the launch, but the minivan stayed. Like, yeah, yeah. They're like, the minivan can take the risk. My own body uh, cannot be replaced. I can get a new minivan. So much power. They sacrificed the minivan. Yeah. Uh, MKBHD unboxes a sealed OG iPhone for 40000 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I saw this uh, thumbnail populate, and... I always wonder with these things, like what you're going to encounter when you open them, because it's, you go to these, you see these auctions online and, and you're like, well, anyone can put plastic wrap around, around a, a device. I mean, obviously you're looking at their feedback rating and trying to determine if it's legit. This one has a sticker on it, which. They uh, haven't found out what that is. Well, no, Mark, Mark has came on uh, Twitter and said that Apple confirmed that that was a sticker that was used in that era if, oh, okay. if and when something was purchased as a gift or oh, maybe a with gift. a gift receipt. Oh, okay. So, so. lucky you. So they, they confirmed the sticker's legitimacy. Mm -hmm. uh, the preservation, I mean, yeah, it's inside the, you know, it's inside the package. Uh, the box sealed up. There's really not much that can go wrong. I mean, I presume, I guess moisture, mm -hmm. if it's not stored correctly, but you end up with a relic, uh, sort of a museum piece. What's weird about these collector's items is that their maximum collectability is without opening them. Yeah, he's so careful with everything. And then you open it on camera and kind of i guess it, it's so weird about these collectibles and it's not just phones you got people they got the stuff sealed on the shelf and they're like that's maximum collectability yeah, right yeah, there yeah. and in this case you pay for the smell i don't know at it's, this point it's something about knowing that it's pristine i think for a collector uh -huh. collectible things always seem to have that well is it original is it pristine what conditions it's, is it in whether it's a phone or a trading card or yeah. there's a purity aspect whatever memorabilia it is it can't be open you know what's weird about that though is sports memorabilia you want it to be used, used. yeah that's, that's different true. you want like game worn is a different level to it from a collectible perspective. So that's, that's a bit different, a bit odd. Anyway, so this was, uh, what, 40320 And the new video posted today purchased it for 40320 Imagine the insurance shipping that baby right there. Um, other buyers have been scammed in the past purchasing sealed iPhones. That's what I was talking about. I've seen those videos posted as well. And anyway, yeah, if you want to take a trip down memory lane, that's one way to do it. Only only, only costs you forty. Forty thousand. Although, I mean, you could throw it back on unsealed, but from the MKBHD video, and maybe that's cool. It's like a whole different layer of memorabilia at that point. Yeah, throw in a couple NFTs in there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Future iMac may be able to use your wall as a secondary display. Is this the this this the story? Like, is this because you remember we had the iMac the other day, or like it's transparent? Will why do we want to have this? What's with the glass? And then you were kind of like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I was very confused with that story. I didn't know what was going on. But apparently this story might be a little bit better, this patent. Um, if you have like an iMac on a wall, it can project more screen real estate onto the sides, which does make sense. It is kind of cool. So projection of two extra displays so you have a triple monitor set up with one display in the middle i like that that's very cool mm -hmm. now obviously 
there's you have your he's got his foot back in the thing now yeah. you have your um threshold you like or, or, or uh you have to shift your expectations as far as the capability of a projection comparatively to having a display in the center mm -hmm. but maybe if it had some sort of smart software that could match like dim your display to the environment and then so that the projected screens would kind of blend better yeah if you've ever seen if you ever seen a projection it's not looking like a backlit display yeah it's very washed out depending on the lighting um i would assume that this could be something that's more passive maybe just showing like your notifications or time it's not like a full screen but just kind of like but if you were if you were into editing or something and you have a controlled environment and you can kind of dim it down that and, would be amazing and you already have you already have the capability to dim the internal display mm -hmm. and then you just mash them up and you like if you're in a, a dim environment you're not going to have the thing on blast anyway sure the your internal screen so i could see a use case i don't know if apple will ever make it it's just a patent at the moment but it's a cool idea no doubt it would be a cool thing to see in action mm -hmm. and i guess with the patent at least they're leaving their options open potentially make something like that wow they're talking about gaze detection sensors to see which screen you're looking at wow Ooh, fancy tesla increases model sx prices but adds three years of free what can these guys what man they, they keep mega experimentation going on here what the hell do i want that for i i hardly ever supercharge i'd rather take it for less i guess if you're like it's a really specific scenario for someone maybe they don't have like a home charger maybe they live in a condo no no i use it but i'm just saying if you were gonna give me a lesser price because it doesn't cost that much a it supercharger, right? yeah. typically and it kind of damages your vehicle if you keep using it a uh, lot well i mean it depends how long you plan on holding did you ever consider that hmm. like now that you have an electric vehicle did you ever consider how long you would hold on to it for yeah for sure Especially, because I don't think most people expect to hold on to them for as long as you might have with a gas car. Uh-huh. Like, you start to worry about certain... I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm well, wrong. Well, the battery aspect. That's what I'm saying. So maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like you would be trying to swap that eventually for another one. And so, like, I, I get warnings for charging it too, uh, too much. Mm -hmm. You know how it's like, wait, long-term battery health or whatever. And then I'm sitting there thinking... How long am I even going to have this thing for? I'd rather have the kilometers on this next trip I'm about to take. Right. You know, it says for daily charging, don't go above a particular limit, right? And maybe in some, some circumstances, I have unpredictable places to be. And I'm just like, I just want to have those extra 50, 50 kilometers right now. And so I have a tendency of just wanting to go to the max, even against the recommendation knowing full well that i'll just trade that i'll be trading that car before that life cycle anyway mm -hmm. anyway this is a, a different angle to take and they keep playing around with these numbers here let's see what we're got now a flagship sedan was 85 and the suv was 95 now overnight update the price goes up 2500 dollars, but comes with three years of free supercharging receive three years of unlimited free supercharging with the purchase of a new model s or x is that globally? Is that in the U.S. only? That's curious. The increase applies to both. You know what else is interesting about this is this is after the supercharger network opens up to all cars. 
So it's the least valuable that, uh, that it's ever been. Yeah. The automaker claimed it was due to a large number of those vehicles being in transit to Europe and Asia. Uh, if Tesla needs demand for Model S and X, how about actually getting them into some more markets? It's been three and a half years since they were available for sale in the UK and many other countries. Deliveries were originally promised for December. You can't get them in the UK right now? Hmm. Listen, I don't know what the, what those restrictions or stipulations are. Oh, that's why you have the business leases or whatever it was in the yeah. UK. They got some weird rules going on over there. Huh. Yeah, price goes up, price goes down. Let's tweak this incentive. It's like, it reminds me of you trying to come up with a thumbnail and a title. Well, you're like, I don't know. Let's try this. Let's try that. What if we incentivize this instead of that? What if we take 2500 more? What if we take 2500 less? It's um it sucks for the customer because they have to really look into <laughs> what the latest update is, especially if it's changing on a weekly basis. And then watch it after they actually bought it cuz they're like, yeah. What are you going to do next, dude? Uh, you going to take 5 grand off? I'm going to have to call you up and go, "Hey, I don't even have my car yet and you took 5 grand off." Mhm. Like that kind of happened to you more sort of. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little screwed over. You got a little shafted. I don't know. At the end of the day, I feel like it's still a very lean company that's, like, trying to experiment with, like, really different formulas. Whether or not they're going to be successful, um, it appears that they're doing well, though. I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily know that it's a bad thing. Maybe, maybe that's what they should be doing, trying to find that sweet spot. Maybe they shouldn't be afraid to experiment. For but sure. at the same time, you're gonna, some people can get irritated depending where they land and w- on which experiment. Mm-hmm. Tesla to revive low regen mode in upcoming update. Let's go. This might be for you. Let's go. That's another thing that happens. If I charge my car to the absolute max, guess what? Regen's off. Really? They still haven't fixed that, eh? No, no. Regen is off. No regen on a, on a full battery because there's nowhere for it to go. For how long? Like five minutes or something? And yeah, until, you're, until it dips, until you use enough of it. They need to really fix that. That's a problem. Well, how can you fix it? Regen's pumping... No, just apply the brakes. Because my Tesla does Oh, that. apply the brakes. If it's like 100 charge, then it would just compensate with the brakes. I think I have it turned off. I, I think I have that turned off. That's, an, that, that, that that's off. a toggle. <laughs> No, I don't yeah. care. I love it. I'm flying with the region with no regen. You know me. Okay. I'm flying with no regen. Well, hopefully this feature helps you a little bit more. Well, this is I, this is probably exactly what I want. I'm not against the idea of regen. It's just the currently the curve with which it how it reacts to acceleration. Like it, 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 sometimes it's like kind of pushing you back in the seat, and I'm like, I want to control that with the pedal. I don't want that level of you know what i'm saying it's just a level thing and so if if i get the kind of sort of regen back option as opposed to whatever the current default is well that's lovely stuff so anyway you're gonna have standard maximum amount of regen that's what i've got right now low which will limit regenerative braking when you release the accelerator pedal your vehicle will will take longer to slow down and coast farther than if it's set to standard. But yeah, that's it. That's all I wanted. Sometimes I want to drive like that. And maybe not always. I'll, I'll go to like an eco mode if I'm really watching my uh, range. And then other times, if I'm out for the afternoon, I might put it to a little softer so I feel a little, a little bit more nuance to the drive experience. It's lovely. When do I get it? 
at this point, no report. Thanks, man. <laughs> Hopefully in the next upgrade. Dominic in the chat says the Roadster was announced six years ago. <laughs> A little big there. Well, no, it's just like how many years left do we have, Will? It's kind of wild when you think about it in those terms. Yeah, man. Like you get how many decades do you have to live? It's uh, they they actually sold pre-orders on that thing. It's crazy. Roadster 2.0, right? Well, I, I mean, I don't. They would have to maybe do something else completely at this point because it's been. You can still reserve it right now. <laughs> There's like no plans of making it. There's no factory or anything. And you got to give them six grand and then another 58,000 in 10 days. Wow, that's six grand, like just locked. Like if you're reserving it, like that's just locked in there. Plus 58,000 in 10 days. In 10 days. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you can wait for six years. So they're going to actually have. Did you order this? $64,000 of yours just hanging oh, out. Geez. That's just a loan. Did you order this? No. Oh, okay. Why? Should I? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Does, I thought at that point when. Does it, it was... exist? I, I, I didn't. I didn't. No I, no, I didn't bother. Yeah. Well, the Cybertruck, hopefully. Uh... Cybertruck is real. Cybertruck will happen, but Roadster, I can't just can't see Roadster becoming a priority at this point. There's so many other vehicles they should have. They should have the hatchback that the we were talking two, about. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Like the that should be, that you can understand why that would be the next priority. You can't have these like low volume things if you're the mission is flipping people off of uh, uh gas vehicles. Anyone who has that Roadster is going to have another gas vehicle. They have a Bugatti next to it or whatever it is. Sure. Sure. You want to take a break? Just guzzling. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Today's sponsor, Sunday, a custom lawn plan that takes care of itself, comes straight to your door. You don't even need to, I mean, it can make anybody a lawn care expert. Those are my words, not theirs, but I mean, it makes it a heck of a lot easier. All you do is answer a few questions about your lawn and the location you're based in. And then Sunday creates a unique plan for your lawn care. And it's that time of year right now where people are going to start noticing. You know, you go around, you start, you start to say, look at this. I noticed some green grass. You're, you're on high alert for green grass. You're like, it's beautiful out here. You're paying attention. So anyway, you get the full plan. You open up your box. It includes a free soil test. And you go ahead and throw some soil in there. And then you get your fertilizers and such that are perfect for your own particular scenario. So it's lawn care, pest control, live plants and trees see this is like one of those things that used to have sort of like a mystical aspect to it like how does it how did it get the yard looking so green like, what does mine look like and now you just go i'm gonna get on the same program as this guy over here uh-huh. that's all he's doing he just did the soil analysis he just went on sunday and did the questionnaire and next thing you know he had the whole kit coming to his place mm. With the little discount code going on as well. Listen, this is the time of year to start improving the lawn. And you can do it right over here. Get Sunday.com. Sunday Lawn Care 
can take one thing off your to-do list. Instead of spending time working on your yard, with Sunday, you could spend time enjoying it. Sunday has everything you need. There's no trips to the store or hauling heavy bags since it's shipped right to you. And they only use ingredients you can feel good about. No harsh chemicals, no long waiting periods, or trying to keep your kids and pets off the lawn. This spring, go to GetSunday.com slash Lulater and enter your address to get a customized plan created for your lawn. Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just $109. And you can also get 20% off when you visit GetSunday.com slash Lulater at checkout. That's 20% off your first custom plan at GetSunday.com slash Lulater. We're also sponsored by Konzuri, and this is a unique one. This actually shoes make you a bit taller throw a few inches on there and but not in not necessarily in the way that you might expect well not only do they sell shoes they also sell insoles as well which can achieve the same thing you can shop by collection insoles or even by height you can shop by the boost that you're looking for from 2.4 inches up to 2.8 and then each one kind of comes with a different style uh, you've got like boots and different athletic looking shoes. So 2.8 inches, you mean that I'm, I'm like 6'3". If, I'm in the NBA, basically. Mm. If you give me that Hamptons boot right there, I'm in the NBA. All right. That's all it takes. But anyway, yeah, they, so they've got discount uh, 30% off. They've also got a 30-day return. You can check it out, try it out. I presume compared to insoles, it gets you pros and cons. If you're already in the market for some sort of insole that makes you taller maybe the foot where you're inserting it into might not be ideal for that whereas in this case it's taken into consideration from the get-go like with the actual design of the shoe so the company's called Konzuri you can go check them out Konzuri.com on top of 30% off the site our listeners get an extra exclusive 15% off discount at Konzuri.com with the code Lou. That's a total of 45% off your order. Use code Lou at Konzuri.com. That's C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com with the code Lou. When you want to get high, put on a pair of Konzuris. Go check them out. What the hell did you say to you? <laughs> when you want to get high. Oh, man. <laughs> get Konzuri. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Lucid is now delivering its blacked-out Stealth Air Sedans to customers. Orders for Lucid's luxury electric air sedans with the new Dark Trim Stealth Package. Appearance package are finally getting delivered to customers. That's a cool option. I like it. I don't know what it is. with. I don't know what's up with this car. I can't help but think that they made the wrong car for their first car. Too expensive? Like... Well, if they wanted it to be that expensive, then it should have been. It shouldn't have been a low-slung sedan like that. Like you could, they could have done the hundred grand thing. But and again, this is just me. Like I, I've heard good things about this vehicle, and obviously, it's the range champ and everything else. I like it, but I also have read and heard reports that it's not really moving units. And I just, I'm just not. When I'm out on the street, how many? like a large four-door sedans are you seeing once cars get that big people seem to want them to be a little higher and they seem to want to have a little bit more trunk space Mm -hmm. and get and get ever closer to that suv category so i just wonder had lucid done the suv first if we'd be having a different discussion right now instead of their version of the model s which as we've seen with tesla it turns out to not be their great seller either yeah it's just people want practicality or price 
like a lower price. Well, but the thing is, practicality, it doesn't mean they don't want luxury. It's just that a huge percentage of the market decided that they just wanted SUVs. It all just, or whatever you want to call model Ys and like whatever you want to call these small SUVs. But anyway, it doesn't, it is a nice vehicle. I would like to try one. It is the range champ as well as mentioned and now you got the blacked out trim it looks even better but it's uh i don't know if it's going to be for everyone and it it has a trunk that's another thing that bugs me instead of like a hatchback design because it, it looks like it goes long enough to be a hatchback practically uh-huh. but then you've got this trunk style opening which for me always causes problems with the hockey gear the really big bags mm-hmm. maybe not a deal breaker but yeah. Some some funny choices there. The range though is really attractive to me. Yeah, like to be able to to have that degree of confidence in your ability to travel distances. Yeah. It, it's also very expensive, extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, make your neighbors hate you with the twenty twenty four Ford Mustangs remote rev. <laughs> yeah, they will hate you. What are you doing? Why you got to rev from a distance? Although, I don't know, if you, anybody with a remote starter and a loud exhaust, you can kind of do that. Uh-huh. I guess it's not, you're not revving it, but it, you can make some noise. Uh-huh. This is hilarious. The feature has a simple, elegant name on the key fob, remote rev. We've heard about in the past, official launch 2024 Mustang, and now we got it on video. All right, let's see what it looks like. <laughs> Yeah, you start your engine. Sounds good. <laughs> you know, a little bit of fun. You know what I will say is, for people that are into it, like I, I have some cars that sound kind of good. Well, well, one actually, I have one car that sounds good, mm-hmm. and and I have had people request like Revit. And I'm like, really? What, what do you want me to... Revit? Revit. Oh, they want you to do that. Revit. Like, I want to hear it. Right, right. And I'll just be in a parking lot, and I'll be like, all right. So uh, some people just they really get off on the sound, man. No, it's a nice sound. Would you agree it's a nice sound? It's a very nice sound. So, but yeah, the neighbors, maybe not super into it, especially when you first get it, and you're like, look what I can do. And everyone that comes yeah, over, you're yeah, like, look what I can do. Look what yeah. I can do. And it's just constant revving in the yeah i think it's one of those features that are just strictly really good for the owner and no one else no the people who are asking the people who enjoy it as well who don't right? have to live next door yeah humane demos com badge like wearable what is a com badge um with projected screen what communication badge i'm guessing whoa i'm supposed to know what that is like what is this star trek or something <laughs> it must be uh, it must be something yeah it is star trek there you go after various teasers humane revealed its product ex apple designer emron Chaudhry demoed the com badge like in star trek device i knew i was that we weren't supposed to know what that meant unless we knew about some pop cultural reference right. It's small. Is it a? Is it pinned on there? Yeah. Hmm. And I'm guessing this is supposed to replace your phone at some point. Running Android. Could be powered by a Qualcomm Snapdragon chip. 
smaller than a smartphone, obviously. And it's uh, right in the breast pocket of the jacket or sitting right in that area. But real, what's really cool is that it projects um, some sort of screen. Oh, that's head. weird. Only a small sliver needs to be peeking out. With the top portion containing the laser projector, it creates a virtual display on the palm of your hand. Oh, man. Which you can interact with. I it's cool. Time. I mean, that's very science fiction. Yeah. This is... Uh, what is this about? They're called humane. Is this about kind of getting our heads out of our phones? I think so, okay. yeah. Instead of looking at a screen, it's just more kind of fluid. That's interesting. It's a very cool thought. Voice input for more things, staying connected with the world. You've seen the approach of dumb phones that do last, so there's not such a mind suck. Um, swipe fast. But maybe the actual hardware has to change for anybody to actually make that alteration. But when you saw those dumb phones come along, nobody bought them. Nobody actually made the move. And they, it might be too much of a sacrifice and lacking in a cool factor. Is there a cool way of having people come back to Earth? Yeah. And also interfacing at a different level, but having the same interactions. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like this demo here just kind of shows off like the potential of like another communication device that's not a phone, yeah. that's not a tablet. Well, I, I, I've been talking, we talk in this show so many times about how voice could be doing so much more. Yeah. Uh, voice and then add a little projection. I mean, he's got it. What is he looking at? A protein bar? What's, what's he doing? Reading a QR code? I think it's, yeah, scanning something, some sort of info. It's just tough. Phone. It's extremely ambitious and tough to get people's heads up out of the sand. I mean, good luck. It's cool. I, I mean, it's fun. It's cool. I like to think about these things. But people are immediately saying, where's my, where's my TikTok? Where's my TikTok? Yeah, yeah. they're just looking at I that and they're going, you. here's a projection. Where's my, I mean, I just talk to people. I live in the world. I don't know how many humane types are out there. Mm -hmm. Maybe eventually once we realize how poisonous things actually are, then we start to really aggressively look in other directions. But I don't know when that moment happens. I think this is a good time to watch the movie Her. You've been saying that for I years. Know, but this is a good time because their communication device is like this. It's no screen. Yeah. And it, you have like an earpiece and then you just talk to an assistant and then they'll provide you anything you need. All right. Go watch it, man. Okay. <laughs> Family of Formula One champ Michael Schumacher plans legal action over AI-generated interview. I actually did see this one. Okay. Uh, it was sent, somebody sent it to us on Twitter. <clears throat> the fam family spokesperson confirmed to the Associated Press by email on Thursday that legal action is being planned over fake artificial intelligence interview by German outlet Die Actuell. The magazine printed a photo of the 54-year-old Schumacher on its front page last weekend along with the words Michael Schumacher, the first interview. The magazine also wrote it sounds, magazine also wrote it sounds deceptively real with the supposed quotes attributed to Schumacher generated by AI. It's a tabloid celebrity magazine in Germany. <clears throat> Obviously, in his case, Schumacher's kind of been off-grid, off the radar after that skiing accident mm -hmm. back in 2013, which, my goodness, that's a long time ago now. Yeah. 
and uh, the, he's the himself his family has been very private. Yes. After that's happened, so you can understand how compelling it would be to people to to say, "Oh, there's an actual interview now. Mm -hmm. Let me see what's going on here." And then to only find out that the entire interview is AI generated. And my thing is, w did they admit once you get past page one, like at any point, is there a disclaimer? Oh, by the way, this is an AI experiment. I guess not. Not that it would necessarily change things because you're misrepresenting it from the jump. Yeah. Like listening to the Rogan interview, the podcast, like he in his voice said that it was AI generated, all of it. Disclaimer. There was a disclaimer right at the beginning. Yeah. It was very clear. But in this case, I guess not. Can you just scroll up a little bit higher there? Let's see here. Uh, uh, even even higher. The magazine, because why would the magazine write, it sounds deceptively real? See, like, I feel like it was kind of a clickbait situation where they said the first interview and then somewhere in fine print or later on, once you've bought the magazine... You've been scammed and you're part of the joke. Hey, by the way, everything you just read was AI generated. Isn't yeah, AI crazy? Uh -huh. I don't know. But anyway, I don't think they care. I think from their perspective, uh, a, lawsuit, a lawsuit is still worthwhile mm -hmm. because it's a misrepresentation. You're, is that, are people going to really get to that point in the fine print? Are people going to really understand that it's not him and have you done a sufficient job with your disclaimer to suggest that this is a computer and not the person themselves and is do you think that this will be more prevalent in the future yeah here we have fabrizio say that this is a trash gossip magazine schumacher was such a champ if he ain't 100 percent, his and his family's privacy should be respected the dude is goat of f1 yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, hey, man. Well, good luck to them. Snapchat's releasing its AI chatbot to everyone for free. Oh, Snapchat's getting in the mix, hey? The OpenAI-powered chatbot. Oh, OpenAI-powered. Couple bucks for Microsoft or what? Yeah, GPT. Also being added to group chats, gaining the ability to make recommendations for things like AR filters, and will soon be able to even generate photos inside of Snapchat. Snap is releasing its My AI chatbot to all of Snapchat's 750 million monthly users for free, a move that comes less than two months after the OpenAI-powered bot was first made available to the app's more than 3 million paid subscribers. My AI is becoming a more integral, integral part of Snapchat, it can now be added to group chats by mentioning it with an at symbol and snap will let people change the look and name of their bot with a custom bitmoji avatar, of course. Mm. Make sure my bot's looking good. In addition, my AI can now recommend AR filters to use in Snapchat's camera or places to visit from the app's map tab. And Snap plans to soon let people visually message my AI. Can I just say something about Snapchat? My kid was telling me this the other day. He doesn't use it, but... It's like incredibly prevalent at his age group. <clears throat> they do just, they try to get their snap score up. So they just blindly add people. Hmm. By, bl they, by doing a blind ad, you get a snap streak. And so kids. What do you, what do you get for that? 
Nothing. Like clout? I don't I don't know. You get nothing from this is what I said. And he's like, "Nah, it's well known. Like yeah, people want to have a good snap score or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, so you got these young people. I'm talking young blind adding people." What the hell is that about? I got to have a word. I got to have you a word. Should, yeah. I'm about to have a word. And then, and then, and then, to a certain extent, I blame the platforms. Like, what are you doing? You're trying to turn it into a game over here. A lot of these people have location services turned on, so you do a blind ad, and they immediately share their address. Mm. Like, ooh, I know you make it all cartoony and stuff because it's super fun, but I'm telling you the way people are using it. I'm oh, telling you, I'm telling you the way people are using it. Yeah. <laughs> and people are gonna probably use it more because. I mean, you kind of cut off there, but like... What do you mean I cut off? Personally message the AI for like a chat just to get a response. And I'm sure Snap will find a way to ga gamify that too. They won't allow you to delete what? What, is, uh, what are they talking about in the chat? You can't delete the bot? I've had Snapchat for a long time. I hardly use it. There are so many fake accounts that will show up in your friend request. Lots of spam. Every Snapchat tries to have me open Snap. It's always a bot asking me to click their shady link. Listen, man. I'm telling you, it's a mess. It's a mess. The, the, the degree, the permissions, the lack of awareness around privacy by, the, by these users. Uh, someone else says you can delete the AI bot. Well, anyway, listen. AI is everything now. Everybody's if you're not if you're a uh, company with 750 million active users and you're not having a bunch of meetings about AI, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Here's the chat example. Hi there. Hey, what can I help you with? I know I'm purple with blue hair. What can I help you with? Can you write me a haiku about my cheese obsessed friend Lucas? Lucas's love for cheese. Gouda Brie and Camembert. Melts hearts, not just cheese. Okay. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. AI's coming for your kids. Thank goodness for that. Oh, RIP BuzzFeed News. Who's next? BuzzFeed used to be worth $1.6 Now it's down to $100 million. Its peers aren't looking so hot either. Yeah, because what the hell are people looking at? Not BuzzFeed. First, my condolences. It's lousy when people lose their jobs and journalists feel an extra pang when they hear <clears throat> about other journalists losing their jobs as the 60 people who worked at BuzzFeed News did today when the parent company BuzzFeed shut its news arm down. For more on the end of the BuzzFeed News era, check out something else. BuzzFeed itself is not doing well. And the company also laid off another 120 or so employees who didn't work at the news operation, including its chief revenue officer, chief operating officer, when you see the people near the very, very top of the org get pushed out, it's a big flashing warning sign. Yeah, BuzzFeed was a huge deal at a moment. I remember on YouTube, BuzzFeed Orange, BuzzFeed Yellow, BuzzFeed Blue. A bunch of different shows, uh -huh. and they seem to have some... It was like rocket ship. ...media mastery going on. But that was a much different era. Supply, demand, attention spans, marketing budgets, partnerships. <clears throat> now it's so spread out. It's so hard to identify 
as a as a brand where you need to be and who you need to be in front of and where uh which companies or influencers you need to be involved with it's so spread out and i just think in general when it comes to attention if you're a marketing firm and you're trying to sell a product because buzzfeed obviously had tremendous play with that you can't be worth a billion dollars without having tremendous uh relationships with marketing uh, companies firms brands etc that's how you get your valuation they never had a subscription they never build their viewers directly, as far as I know. They may have had merch and things like that, but mostly it was like, no, companies were paying BuzzFeed to be in front of the audiences that were enjoying BuzzFeed. And then what we're seeing now as, as this entire move goes towards short form is like, not only is it about transitioning your content into that realm, but it's also about whether or not marketing is going to work the way that it used to mm. when the uh, attention onslaught is at the pace that it's at and we're kind of not it's we're captive to the degree that we're not even r recognizing our exposure it's it's become difficult to retain the information of a particular session of swiping and tapping mm. with this abundance of content. So the advertising won't go away. I just question its effectiveness in this new landscape and how it's going to itself have to evolve and adapt in order to capture anyone's attention anymore and whether or not it's in front of content, if it's the content itself. These are the things I, I think about having a company in this space to an extent. And realizing that we're in in we're we're kind of taking part in a massive transition right now. Mm -hmm. Now there always will be longer form, and there always will be sponsorship opportunity, uh, marketing opportunity associated with longer form, but it may never be at the same scale that it used to. Yes, it may never be the standard form. And it's funny we call that I call I call a five minute video on YouTube long form now. Like, never mind this show. This show is crazy. This is forever. This show is crazy. Like, this is not uh, a bit. This show is not a business move. I'll tell you that right now. Like, we do it. We enjoy doing it. And we have clips, which are pretty good. But, like, as far as our time invested and the long aspect of it that we do right here, you know, we do have partnerships and sponsors and they make it kind of happen. And obviously we have support from the audience from time to time. They give, throw a few bucks here and there. Mm -hmm. But it's nowhere near what the landscape was like mm -hmm. five, six years ago. And BuzzFeed is an example of something similar taking place. Now, I'm not saying they were doing live broadcasting or whatever, but they were just the beneficiary of a totally different media and marketing landscape when it came to the web yeah yeah it's not going back mm -hmm. let's talk about boats i mean even elon's trying to get people to pay eight dollars a month and that's twitter like yeah. twitter has is trying to figure out how to make money mm -hmm. <clears throat> Forget mega yachts. The new status symbol for billionaires will be a 125-foot-long hybrid submarine that also serves as a private yacht. When it's above water, I guess, it can uh -huh. cover thousands of miles and stay underwater for four days. 
while indulging the owner and his family in utmost luxury. Yeah, of course, that's what we need. Look at how, oh my God, this is not real. That could potentially be real. But it's not real. It's not real now. Yeah. Incredible views. Like, you get the submarine going. I, look how they show with all the sharks and stuff. What are you doing? You're plopping right through there. You're flying yes. right through there. There's so many sharks. You're probably you're you're probably squishing some sharks. Yeah. If you're flying through there. That's, uh, that's funny. I guess you can travel faster down there as well. Because submarines are always known for, like... I don't know, war or research, but not luxury. Yeah. Created in partnership with world-renowned design firm, Officina Amare, and it's, fant it's fantastic. Let's dive deep, 125-foot yacht submarine Nautilus, a depth rating of over 200 meters, among other things, inspired by the classic novel 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, they tried to include top-notch technology jaw-dropping contemporary interior design yeah i mean well if you can get past the fact that you're underwater for four days straight uh-huh well it'll it'll rise right it says you can you go four days underneath it's not gonna like surface for four days it, i think you can travel faster down there right you don't have to deal with waves and stuff where are you going then you're a billionaire. You're getting going across, uh, I don't know, okay. the world. I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing when you're sailing? Well, I mean, you get the fresh air. I think that uh, <laughs> you need to surface, bud. You can surface, but if you really got to get somewhere, I mean, you're uh, like some type of super villain, villain billionaire. Yeah, you got to get somewhere, sure. But if you're just chilling on the seas, why not just... You know, surface. Okay, so and you don't hang out. But how do you know when once tent? you're a billionaire supervillain, you might like being under there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I want to. Nobody tan, can though, get you on the deck. What are you looking for? I want a tan. On oh, the a deck. tan. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know, just get some fresh air. Nautilus embodies the ultimate combination of luxury and innovation. Our collaboration with Oficina Armare has resulted in a truly exceptional vessel. Our goal has always been to share the wonders of the underwater world with people in the safest, most luxurious and comfortable way possible. Nautilus is the realization of that vision. Yeah. The world is an incredible place. When you think about it, you know, we're, we watched a, a rocket launch yesterday. Yeah. And we thought about space. And then you think about the planet that's just here right now and the potential experiences that don't quite exist yet like something like this now obviously this is not going to be for everyone um, only a small number of people would get to experience such a thing but you can imagine even just a tour like will you ever go on a submarine in your life isn't that weird like you've yeah. got this technology there's such a thing as a submarine yet you'll never go on one in your life i mean i'm not saying you won't you could but most people don't mm -hmm. it's interesting the way that works I guess that's a lot of experiences in life. Most people don't do them. It's 1,200 tons and can dive 656 feet. Yeah, see, this place. guy knows what he's talking about. He's saying Dr. Evil. Like, once you get to that status, Will, you like being down there because you're protected from the elements. No one knows where you are. Uh-huh, yeah. You're stealth, man. <laughs> this is really nice. I could get into this. A couple people went on a submarine at Disneyland. There you go. I don't know if it counts or not, but that's cool. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 
Oh my! Years. Oh my goodness! Well, <laughs> I'm a big fan. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, speaking of yachts, yeah. So this is the one I'm saying. Bezos, he got the 500 million. Uh, it didn't have a helipad, so he bought the support yacht, uh, 75 million. Yeah. How I, can it not have a helipad? I gotta believe. 500 million dollar yacht. Yeah, but I gotta believe. There's some sort of issue with that. Maybe we do you have, does it have sails on it? Like what if you have the sails going, you're going to want to be landing on it. Shout out, Andrew. Appreciate it. Uh, the man has everything. He, yeah. To dismantle, to, to just move the yacht. They had to take down the mast. Didn't they not? Yeah, he, they did. It, so his yacht is, it's, it's an actual sailboat. And so it might be dangerous to try to pull the helicopter near the sails right so you get this yacht which looks more like a typical yacht not like a not like a sailboat yacht this is still a huge yacht 279 foot yeah, look at the people so you're gonna land your helicopter on this guy over here this thing's worth 75 million thank you chris appreciate it and then you're gonna get on a smaller boat and you're gonna go to the main yacht and i guess also if you think about it will if you have a huge staff and you run into an issue You've got a secondary option for escape. Uh-huh. Yeah. You yeah. hit an iceberg or whatever. Oh, I don't know if you... Uh, nah, that'll never happen. Yeah. No no, no such possibility. But uh, for him to just get another yacht, <laughs> just because of a helicopter... Well, I think that's the way... Of insane. No, I think that's the way they're phrasing. I think it was always part of the plan. Was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that this is probably you order all this stuff at the same, like, knowing this is your plan. Because how are you getting to, how do people get into where, to the yacht's location? It's not, it's so big, like, you're... Can it dock? Well, it can dock, right? Well, in, in, in what number of harbors can handle it? It couldn't even yeah. get out of the Netherlands at first in the direction it was going. Yeah. A lot more of the time, it's going to be at sea and kind of uh, anchored. Yeah. And then you got to get your pals out there. Listen, I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just, I'm just suggesting to you. It's always, always part of the plan. And then any technical issue, he can hop on backup boat, and it's a redundancy thing. I like this boat. It's very. Um, <laughs> as far as boats go, I like this boat. It doesn't look too luxurious, but it looks very practical. That's what you're like in. It's it got for. a bunch of radars and stuff. This is, this is a very safe boat. <laughs> I Thanks, would be bro. on this one. I think they had a boat like that in the King Kong movie. Oh yeah, they strapped him down to something like that. It's very. There's a new King Kong Godzilla movie coming up. That's what it was. Yeah, it was King Kong Godzilla. But how oh. many times are they gonna tussle? No, they're gonna team up. Apparently, oh, they're gonna team in up. This new no. movie to fight a new monster. Yeah, see, it never made any sense to me. These guys tussling. Yeah, I didn't get People it. People want to watch. Like, it. what kind of beef they even have? The guys over there, the guys over there. Like, what's their beef? Yeah, Kong's got a whole island. So, Fabrizio, Fabrizio says Bodie McBoatface. Yeah. Yeah, no. What's that a reference from? A cartoon or something? Bodie yeah. McBoatface. Nintendo Switch hacker Gary Bowser released from jail and will pay Nintendo 25 to 30% income for the rest of his life. What? What? Come on. And will. his name is Gary Bowser? Wait a second, Will. No, it's real. This is real. Ba oh, he used to be like the CEO or something. What? That was the crazy part, right? The guy, one of the, 
a big executive at Nintendo had the actual name Bowser. I didn't know he ran into trouble. Isn't he just a leaker? Oh, he is? Okay, 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 never mind. Wait a second. Hang on a second. Can you just... There was never an executive by such a name? Why do I feel like there was a moment of, like, no way? No, I think you're right. I think there was a guy named something, like, Nintendo-related. Yes, and he worked for Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo executive with Nintendo name. Doug Bowser. Doug Bowser. <laughs> wow, that name's common. <laughs> no, it's not. That's the thing. It's not. So you're. But this one's spelled uh, with the S. What's the other guy spelled with? Isn't it with the Z? No. No. No, it's right there. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never yeah. mind. Doug Spencer Bowser is an American businessman currently serving as the president of Nintendo America. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like how Gary Bowser. How bananas is that? Uh-huh. The president of Nintendo America, their name is Bowser. Yeah. And the the head the biggest Nintendo hacker ever is Bowser. And what's going on? Spoiler alert, they're brothers. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're enemies. Bowser versus Bowser. <laughs> Bowser. This is wacky. Like, I remember the first time I it found out about that, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. for sure you hired the guy because his... His last name. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it all makes sense. Uh, so, uh, what is, uh, Pat says life simulation. Yeah, I don't know, I guess. Bowser has paid 175 of the... 14.5 million damages owed to date. $175? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. He's really going to take a dent out of that. Sentenced in February 2022 to 40 months in prison for his part as a member of the hacking group Team Executor, creating and selling circumvention devices enabling users to play illegal ROMs on consoles, including Switch and 3DS. He got 40 months in prison for that? Wow. That's no joke. Can you set up? <laughs> what is it? Uh, that's exactly what I wanted to look like. Okay. Bowser said he was released from federal prison in late March and is now at the Northwest Detention Center in Washington, where he's undergoing processing before returning to Canada. Of course, he's Canadian. There's no way he's paying this back. He doesn't make that much money. Fourteen point five million in damages, of which a ten million dollar payment to Nintendo is considered the priority. Where did he? What is this? What is those damages based on? How, how's he ever going to get that type of cash? From I think the Nintendo, illegal ROMs. He never made that kind of dough. I think Nintendo just wants him to suffer. Right. Oh, there you go. Okay, so because he's only paid one hundred seventy-five, now he's just going to have to pay a percentage of his gross monthly income to Nintendo forever because he's never going to hit that fifteen million. Yeah, he'll never pay it off. Given that Bowser's fifty-three years old, it means Bowser's unlikely to ever fully clear his debt and will likely be paying Nintendo for the rest of his life. Any oh, interest, though? Crazy. Good luck. He got to call up the other Bowser and be like, "Look, we're related." Yeah. From a, a long time ago. Yeah. I'm the evil one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A woman spends 500 days alone in a cave. How extreme isolation can alter your sense of time. Well, I'd imagine. Mm. Your sense of time is so attached to 
like environmental characteristics, night, day, night, day, night, all your rhythms and such, your sleeping, even your appetite. Mm -hmm. So you're in isolation in a cave. What markers do you have? Yeah, just being alone in the dark. Um, but this surprised me. Um, she thought she was living in there for 160 days, but it ended up being 500 days in reality. Slow, the time slowed down. Yeah. There was no sense of day or night, no cycle. She was living alone. She was able to just exercise, write, read books. Okay, what type paint. of cave? What type of cave is it? What are you doing down um, there? What's, can you show me a picture of this cave? Yeah, there's some footage here. What's going on here? What, 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 you got some lights? What, well, what's how? Where's what's the food doing? What's going on here? Yeah, five hundred days. It's over a year. What's going on here? Well, um, they don't really tell too much about this, the living situation. But I'm guessing the food gets transported into the cave. And well, she... That's not and, really isolation, is it? Well, I mean... Hey, how you doing? You got the UPS? Maybe there's like a just a track of like food coming in and out. Conveyor belt? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't really describe in this article... Okay, I got a lot of questions, obviously. I got two. I think I have too many questions for you. How Will. she bathes as, as well. I know, you don't want, I, don't, I know you don't want anything to do with my questions I, I right can now. make it up, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can try to fill in the gaps. Well, anyway, the point is is that she was pretty much isolated, and you yeah. can see what cave life looks like over here. It's she was just kind of working out. Pretty wild stuff. Yeah. You mean even even if you're getting the food transported in, even if you, uh, it doesn't change the. F yeah, you're going nuts in there. <laughs> this is a bad. Still. But, um, yeah, she was, she felt fine. She felt great. Um, hmm. She liked the alone time and <laughs> wasn't aware of, like, the time or didn't feel stressed at all. It was just, like, the the strange thing for her was, like, not, you know, like, doesn't care about time. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, what, what, what every, does it matter? It just kind of, every day just kind of strings together. It's a one long day. Yeah. You sleep, you wake up, it looks the same. You sleep, you wake up, it looks the same. So did she ever leave the cave? Like go yeah. for a sniff outside? Did she ever um like during the five hundred days or no? That's against the rules. I don't think so. Okay. But she might have sneaked out. I don't know. I don't Who know. knows? Yeah. Right. Dopamine detox, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody wants heart on my sleeve. Well, there's some requests going on in there. Okay. We'll have it at the end. You're getting some requests the here for AI Drake. I understand. Uh, more UFO footage released by the U.S. Department of Defense. That's how you know it's real, when the department gives it to you. Yeah. This happened in the Middle East, apparently. U.S. Pentagon yesterday, Department of Defense shared video below of strange spheres zipping around above an unidentified location in the Middle East. The footage was captured by a surveillance drone. Video is unavailable. Ah, oh, man, that sucks. Why? Because I was just uh, Watch. watching it like two hours ago. Well, who was the uploader and why is it not available in your country? Where's your... VPN? 
Where's your NordVPN, dude? Where's your ExpressVPN? What's going on here? Let me try to find it again. Give me the footage. Yeah, that'll work. Global news has to work. That's local. Oh, here we go. You want Sky News. All right. Oh. It looks like some sort of metal ball. Oh, cool. That was going really quickly across uh, the field cool. there. Metallic orb. Caught by a drone. Some type of missile. Oh, it's moving a little weird. Yeah, so they try to track it. This is better than your balloon from yesterday. Way better. This camera, though, is also on a... It's not It's not on a plane. It's on a structure. I'm trying to get figure out how it's being captured. What do you mean? Like this camera that is capturing this footage. It's footage I, in the air. Maybe like a, a drone? Oh, a drone. Correct. Oh, they're, 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 they said that. That's right. It is a drone. So the, this is the tough part. The drone is moving. The object is moving. The shape of the object, it certainly, I would describe it also as a metallic orb. And it's hard to tell, but it seems like it's moving par- like parallel to the ground as opposed yeah. to dipping severely from an altitude perspective. Hmm. It could, it could be some type of projectile. This was in 2022, by the way. They just decided uh-huh. to release it now. Why are they releasing these things? They, they're like, hey, anybody got any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> Suggestions? Let's see what the top comment says on this. It's about time they invaded and sort out the warmongers on our planet. Okay. My personal experience was similar off the California coast, 2014. Orb-looking object traveling at similar speed just above the ocean water. A falling pod after being released from an aircraft and zoom in on to give the impression its size does not change with distance. A lot of speculation going on. If you were to imagine some sort of alien transport, it would be some sort of like simple object that you don't even have to spot any mm-hmm. kind of propulsion. It would just be using like magnetic force or something. Yeah, yeah. I think many imagine such things existing mm-hmm. if if they were to exist they would exist in that way sure all right last one toronto airport gold heist police say 20 million stolen <laughs> what you didn't hear about this 20 million in gold yeah from the airport an aircraft container carrying the goods arrived at the airport in the evening and was transported to a cargo holding facility police believe that is where the heist took place the theft could mark one of the bigger heists in Canadian history, a list that includes 2011 and 2012 Great Maple Syrup Heist, which I watched a documentary on. That was fantastic. 3,000 tons of maple syrup valued at $18.7 million. People don't realize it is liquid gold. I'm, not ta- I'm talking about the real stuff. Delicious. Peel Regional Police Inspector... Uh, said that their team is investigating all avenues at a press conference Thursday at the airport. The missing aircraft container was about five square feet in size and contained other items of monetary value in addition to the gold. Man, see, that's the thing about gold, isn't it, Will? You just melt that stuff down, and all of a sudden there's no trace. Yeah, and it's, it's a so pure. Five square foot area and 20 million bucks. Yeah. <sighs> inside job, inside job. Allegedly. It has to be. 
Not allegedly. Our goal is to solve this theft. We want to solve it. I cannot provide exact details. Travelers are not endangered. We do not consider it a public safety matter. We're three days in. Our investigators have their eyes open to all avenues. That basically means we don't have we don't know anything right now. We've got our eyes open. Yeah. We woke up this morning, we had a coffee, and our eyes are open. Why didn't they throw in like an air tag or something in there? Just in case. You know? <laughs> Why not? In a statement, the airport said that thieves did not gain access to the airport itself, but access the public side of a warehouse that is leased to a third party outside of our primary security line. Oh, really? How'd they know that? Uh, $20 million in gold. Why are you sending your $20 million in gold over there? What's going on here? And hey, isn't it... Uh, trying to send all this gold around. How heavy is $20 million in gold? Seems heavy. Is it in bars? Seems heavy. Dude, it's a lot of questions. But when you hear some stuff like this, you just imagine different types of coordination going on, don't you? I mean, you watch uh, movies before. The some, great heist. Somebody had a... Ocean's Eleven. Somebody had to know what was going to be in there and when. Somebody had to know. Yeah. And then the cops have their eyes open. So. Yeah, we'll keep the. Be very afraid. Updated. I would like to know. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, who joined us here today. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Thank you to everybody for the week because it's Friday. Uh, get out there this weekend. Do your thing. Listen to your AI generated Drake. Get your body moving. Listen to your house remix. Interlink. Shout out. Do some sports. Go for a hike. Check if your body is still working. Uh huh. You know, go for an oil change. Okay. Don't you dare prematurely cut me either here. All right, I got dance moves left. Don't make me pull out the your old man dance. The no-no at the wedding. I'll pull it out. Point five, three hundred and twelve point five kilograms of gold is twenty million. Three hundred and twelve point five kilos. Wow. You gotta lift that. You gotta get a forklift, Will. You got some lifts involved. Forklift, yeah. Coordination, Will. In my back, what's with that? No, it's gonna slap a that a
They even got the weekend in this one. Need a baby. Need a baby. People got mad because I said it doesn't sound like the weekend. And then some people were like, it sounds like the weekend. People said it sounds like the weekend like five, ten years ago. Depend how they trained it. Yeah. All right, later, guys.